0: Hey folks, that's Brendan, I'm Parker, and this is Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. Click those buttons on the bottom of your screen, the like, the follow, the subscribe, the whatever else, uh, and check out our website if you are uh, interested in hearing more, uh, or any of our socials. Uh, oh, I like the change up there. Yeah, that right? I that figured, was smooth. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, today we're doing a, after the credits, uh, we're to finish off sort of our our weird... A24 month, Uh, you know, there was some random stuff plugged in there, but um, I wanted to start us off with uh, Marcel the Shell, the newest A24 release uh, that we are lucky enough to get in Canada as of like a week ago, even though I'm pretty sure it released to... It's like three weeks late, right? It's like, I think the true wide release was like July 1st, Um, but it actually released in the end of June is my understanding. Okay. So... I know um, we had looked for tickets a yeah, like earlier, a month ago. This is not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um anyway, uh Marcel the Shell, uh starring Jenny Slate and uh Dean Fleischer Camp, uh which was based off a uh YouTube short uh or I think a series of YouTube shorts that they made 11 years ago on <sighs> YouTube. I know, right? <laughs> uh and they tried to adapt it into a, the for the big screen.
1: So, I'm a huge Jenny Slate fan and I didn't know about the shorts. So you showed me the shorts. I did. yeah. Uh, and uh I was really disappointed in myself for not knowing that they exist because they're great.
0: Well, but there's no marketing or anything for it. Like it's not like this was a character that has uh continued for the last time. Yeah, I guess decade, so, but like you I know? guess
1: because of her her stint on like SNL and the popularity of things like Lonely Island and and uh Donald Glover and the the those guys, uh, you just figured you'd stumble upon it or something. Yeah, something, fair right? enough. Fair or at least enough. I would because I follow those circles. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I was disappointed. I'm like, I've never heard of these before. I've never seen them before. And they're great. They're awesome. So I, everybody should go at least go watch those.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> recommend it. Now, that being said, though, I do have to say um, you do not have to watch them in order to watch the film. That's good the they've like incorporated all of the story of those shorts straight into the film. It is truly like they took the short films on YouTube and they adapted the whole story of yeah. it. So the entirety of that is covered. In fact, there's even a couple of recreations of moments from those shorts. Right. And it's, so it's a stop motion featuring a, a shell named Marcel that has shoes. <laughs> uh, and, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> he's voiced by Jenny Slade. Um, uh, and I, the, one of the big things I noticed is the, the change in stop motion quality from the YouTube shorts to yeah. this film was noticeable. So it, like, I was a little worried that it wouldn't be, there wouldn't really be a need for this film to exist. Um, given that they're rehashing the story, you know? Yeah. Um, now granted there is a bigger story. There really wasn't as much for the shorts. Um, so that is in itself helpful and useful. Um, uh, but the, the the stop motion quality in itself convinced me that this was worthwhile, and oh my god, it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I I haven't laughed uh, that much in
1: a theater in maybe since Booksmart.
0: Yeah, yeah that that would probably That's the book,
1: yeah that would be that would be the last time I laughed that that hard in yeah. theater. Uh, and the thing is, is like I, I was I'm probably laughing the whole way through. And because the humor is so understated, I can only pick out, like, three moments. Oh, totally. But I know the whole thing is hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
0: I wouldn't say the whole thing. There it is a w- couple w- extremely yeah. uh, tender moments yes. uh, that are, uh, again, amazing, considering that the main character is an anthropomorph- anthropomorphic shell. Um, uh, but, yeah, it, it's definitely not the whole thing. Um the The other thing that's really worth noting is an incredible performance by Isabella uh, Rosaline Rosalini. Rosalini. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. By uh playing the character Connie, who is Marcel's uh grandmother.
1: Soul crushing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Incredibly well done. Again, yeah. especially considering, like it. It goes back to the um how incredible and and frankly, um uh underappreciated voice actors are yep. um like just how much performance and work goes into that uh performance um and yeah it, it it was extremely well done um i could really just gush about this movie like they they did an amazing job bringing life to these characters making you care about them making you uh like, they, they feel like they they are people I, I could know, I think is one of the big things, yeah. considering the fact that they're not even people.
1: That's the thing, is, a, it, it's a sta- it very, very quickly you forget that it's not real. Yeah. Very quickly. And I thought that was really surprising. I had to, like, shake myself a little bit sometimes. And even, the, it's weird, because again, he go the, he goes through day-to-day things, and they're not normal day-to-day things. It's, yeah. It's, it's his way of kind of making his way through the world, and you're like, yeah, that's... That's how the world would work if yeah. you were a shell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so you get lost in it like right away. And it's weird. Again, it's just a shell. So there's no like there's not world building not or really, anything no. of that stuff. It's just like an adapt. It's just him adapting. And you immediately adapt with him. And I was completely lost in it right away.
0: Yeah. It's and weird. Usually in this segment we, we typically do spoilers, and I just want to point out that we are avoiding that. And I think partially that's just because um uh, I I don't think a lot of people will have seen this film um so uh so we wanted this to be accessible and then secondly i think the bigger thing is that um i i I don't want to ruin this film for people like you know some i think some of the movies we've discussed in the past are typically a little bit more popular so usually by the time we're releasing an episode people will have had had an opportunity to see it or at the very least um they have a good idea of what's going on anyway like there's plenty of other spoiler material on the internet well this is something that i think will have been preserved yeah um,
1: well it's just we very very rarely do we do we do a review where uh either it's not a movie that everybody has seen in the first week yeah or seen before four months ago or a year ago or whatever like that sure absolutely uh but this might be the first review we do where we actively need people to go see this movie yeah like, to go find it yeah to go see
0: it that's important I yeah. think. um and like i have no idea actually what the budget is here i'm sure i can look it up but Um, I assume this movie was made for basically a shoestring budget. There's effectively no marketing for it. Um, So uh, all we can rely on is word of mouth, which is why we are pushing for that, because I I do think it's important for us to go see these films. You know, I've mentioned this in a couple of our A24 episodes, just about the fact that um, people uh, cry for originality in filmmaking, um, but uh, but the numbers uh, do not back up. The fact that people want original filmmaking. yeah, um, And that's what this is. Uh, it is something you can bring the family to. It's something you can, like anyone really, realistically can enjoy. Um, it's not even a long movie. It's an hour and a half. Uh, there's really no downside here. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny. It's heartfelt. It's incredible. It's all ages. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, I, I don't want to sound like we're, you know, shills for Marcel the Shell. We are. But I don't mind being <laughs> a shill for yeah. Marcel the Shell. Even unpaid. I'm, I'm I'm working on commission. Oh, oh, well then <laughs> you negotiated that contract. Yeah, I did not, not do you it messed right. That up yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, anyway, uh, very very well done. Um, it, I, it went to, it shot into my top three this year. Oh yeah. Oh easily. Wow. Easily. What does that top three look like? That, no, no particular order. I'm not going to put that three. on you.
1: Well, I'll even I'll give you an order. You'll give
0: me an order. I'll give you
1: an order. I'll give you. I'll give you. Uh, i Marcella three. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the Northman at two. Mm-hmm. And as of right now I'll give you Top Gun Maverick as one.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> and I know
1: that sounds ridiculous and I didn't I didn't expect it to be there and I don't want it to be there.
0: I don't know if I'd mind that it's there.
1: Yeah, I don't I just I, yeah. it's in I, like as much as a movie like Marcel makes me feel I those feelings I was I was getting when I was watching Top Gun have not been matched at all this year. Yeah
0: yeah yeah and you know it's funny we started this podcast with an episode about tom cruise Um,
1: (laughs) uh and i i know it's not it's not a bit
0: no well (laughs) any well we didn't design it as a bit but it's coming to a point where it maybe is a bit whether we like it or not (laughs) you know um even if we have truly genuinely spent our time shilling for tom cruise um uh like without it being a bit. Yeah. Again, we've done it often enough that it, uh, it might just we have to do it ironically. Yeah. Now.
1: And to be fair, he needs it. Well. Does he? Yeah. I mean, I I think him, Marcel, those guys, they need they need that push. Those are
0: the underdogs. <laughs> those
1: are the underdogs.
0: <laughs> um, I am so glad that we found a way to to group Tom Cruise <laughs> and Marcel there. Um, well, now that you've done a list, I'm gonna throw out a quick list as well. We're well, the halfway point of the year. We yeah. are like, ha- yeah, well, and honestly, we agree. Um, I would. I don't know if I'd put Top Gun number one. Um, it could actually be. I would probably put Everything Everywhere All at Once at number one. I pull. I'll give you a nice. top five. I'll put Whoa, Everything Everywhere All at Once at number one. Here comes um, probably by <laughs> followed by Top Gun uh then I would say followed by um the Northman yeah. followed by the unbearable weight of massive talent okay and then Marcel Michelle
1: that's a pretty good solid list yeah I don't think I can give you a top five right now if it was uh, if you gun to my head I <laughs> just put, I just put top gun two
0: more times two more times wow <laughs> he needs it <laughs> fair enough fair <laughs> enough um but again I you know I don't I don't typically like cementing down a, a ranking system like that, I, I know,
1: so I, I know it hurts you. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, Until um, our year-end review.
0: Oh man, I'm just not doing it. <laughs> I just won't show up. I'll make Allison do it for me. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, like, I guess in summary, Marcel Shell well worth a watch. Definitely uh, get out to a theater if you can. Um, if you're in Calgary, like us. It is currently playing at o- at Eau Claire uh, and nowhere else in the city, so um,
1: that's a, I think that's a hearty four thumbs up and a ninety eight hundred stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According yeah. to our critical ranking, correct, correct. Episode. Yeah, I
0: thought you liked your. Uh, I thought you liked decimals. I do. So it's ninety eight in your case.
1: Oh one, let's just you know. Let's oh
0: okay, you said ninety eight hundred stars. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh yeah, anything? Have you watched uh anything else? I
1: yeah, put me on the spot. No, it's been a it's been a slow couple of weeks, and I don't know. Like, it, you know, if we keep talking, maybe I'll remember something. I I have been doing. Like, I know you're gonna roll your eyes, but I have been doing a rewatch of Friday Night Lights.
0: Oh boy, <laughs> how's that? Been I, I, mentioned
1: going? It, uh, I mentioned it. I mentioned it last time, and you gave me sass for it. Uh, it's going all right. Like I, I, I understand why that show failed. It comes out... Uh, Does it fail? Isn't oh, there six seasons in a movie? No there's, uh, no, there's five seasons. and The movie came before. And it has nothing to do with the show. Um, the, the first, I don't know if we can call that a failure. Oh, no. It's a failure. Uh, I'll tell you why. So the first season comes out, and I think it's 2005 or 2006. Uh, really low ratings. Basically at the point of being canceled. Uh, but NBC is, is looking for content at that point. Um, so they sign for a second season. The second season is during the writer's strike. Okay, and uh, not just that. There's a mandate to come comes down that says uh, it needs to be more teen drama. y Okay, and it's bad. Like the second season is horrendous. Like when I when people, are, I it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And when I and I get people to watch it, I always have I immediately have the caveat of, I'm so sorry for the second season. <laughs> like wow, it's not the show it's supposed to be until the third season, which is where I'm at now. And watching through it, you can see it. The first season is finding its footing. You're getting your characters. You're falling in love with them. The second season is a train wreck, of of Riverdale and Nashville, whatever that weird show was. Sure. Uh, and the third season is is it it is what it's supposed to be. It's suddenly Friday Night Lights. It's finally Friday Night Lights. And there's hints of it in the first season, God, like a ghost of it in the second season, but the third season is where and like now I'm I'm starting to go and I'm feeling the feels and and all that stuff but man that second season was rough dude
0: I, I have to say I there is so much good TV out yeah. um and it like not only in general just in the history of television yeah. but secondly in uh like just there's new stuff that comes out regularly yep. that is incredible um I cannot commit to watching a show for five seasons when I know that the first two like 40% of that show is actively bad well the first season is not bad
1: the second season is bad.
0: Okay, so 20% of the show is actively <sighs> yeah. bad. 20% of the show doesn't have any idea what it's doing. Yeah. Like that. I know. That's a massive barrier to entry, especially because it's the first seasons. You know, you look yep. at The Office, for instance. The first season. Um, and the first season is bad, but it's like four episodes. Yeah. Um, so most people I know just skip it. Mm hmm. Um, and you don't really miss much. But even if you really want to, and you were like, okay, well, I want to see where these characters came from, then you watch the first season, yeah. and then it's not until the last season, or maybe the last two, um, that are that the quality really decreases. Sure. So at least with a show like that, there's fairly low barriers to entry, you know, and then you can just stop watching, sure. and and you still got yeah. the good parts of it, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah,
1: I. The second season is so bad you could legitimately skip it and you wouldn't know the difference. That's how bad it is.
0: Yeah. It would make no
1: difference if you went from the first season to the third season. Interesting. That's how bad it
0: is. Yeah, but can I skip the first season? No, the first season
1: the, see the reason why the first season works is because it does all the character work. Like the the actual the actual plot and stuff is fine, but the character stuff is really strong. Mm. And that and the reason why you sit through season two. Is because you love those characters that much already. Interesting, right? It's it, and, and that's mostly where Friday Night Lights gets its shine from. For me, is the characters.
0: The Friday Night Friday Night Lights gets its shine from you.
1: No, like it, like whoa, yeah, you know what I mean. You're welcome, <laughs> Friday Night Lights. <laughs> to be fair, I'm, yeah, I probably talk about Friday Night Lights way more than most people do. <laughs> you probably
0: have <laughs> driven more viewers to watch it uh, than the actual show's marketing.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's marketing.
0: No, well, I, no, I assume there was used to be. No,
1: there really wasn't. But, I've
0: never seen an episode, but I knew
1: what it was. Because so. <laughs> the third season, they basically get canceled. And they get picked up by a different, like a stream service or like a cable network TV for seasons four and
0: five. Man, this show sounds like it sucks.
1: Failure. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. So I'll be blowing through that. You'll probably hear about that at least one more time as I finish it.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, the only other thing I've watched, I think the only other thing, there's been a couple like random things. I started, uh, B Blinders final season, right. uh, and enjoying it so far, but haven't really gotten into it as much. Uh, been out golfing too much, you know? So, <laughs> um, no, but the big thing I, I watched that I actually wanted to discuss was The Gray Man, the Netflix original directed by the Russo brothers, uh, starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and an Armis Billy Bob Thornton, Jessica Henwick, and Alfred Woodard. The look um, on your
1: face excites me.
0: Well, okay, so here's the thing. I like the Russell brothers. Just
1: speaking of mediocrity, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I think the Russell brothers did amazing things with Captain America in the MCU, um, uh, especially with Winter Soldier. Uh, but Civil War is, uh, you know, a big part of his arc as well, and sure. I think they did that really well um and then obviously they went on to do avengers endgame and infinity war um now they're the writers of both of those as well i believe with mcfeely i think is his name i cannot remember for whatever the reason i'm thinking steven or marcus i think it is steven though anyway um uh so to give credit mcfeely is also involved in the screenplay and story (laughs) yeah um uh, but so they do the story for it. Obviously, you know, Endgame goes on to be one of the biggest movies of all time. Uh, so it's pretty easy to see that they have uh, at least some type of talent, whether that is um, e- even just at the the bare minimum, they have incredible organizational talent to be able to bring a movie like that when yeah. that's stale and scope together um, and pull it off, uh, not flawlessly, but, you know... Um, Impressively at the very least. Sure. Um so I was excited to see what more I could get from it. Because I mean
1: with that cast it should be a slam dunk, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and in some ways it is. Um it does very much feel like a Avengers movie or like a um an MCU movie. Um oh, the boy. there is uh uh Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are just allowed to be in some ways themselves, uh, Chris Evans plays a sociopath, so he's not himself by any means. But, yeah. um, but they are just allowed to have fun. And that's that's seen. Um, so they very clearly look like they're having a good time. I'm sure they had a fun time shooting the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, they, it's a world-hopping um, spy adventure. Um, and so those sorts of things they do decently well. Uh, sure. that the Again, the characters look like they're having a good time. They are funny uh, or witty at the very least um there's a couple of good go- jokes they um are you you just get the the charm from those two people sure, yeah. um which is great you know you need to let your talent especially guys like that um do their job and be charming and and just let it you know flow naturally um Anoda Armas is in it more than i expected okay. uh which is always a plus Uh, And she's great in it. Um, Billy Bob Thornton does a good job. Uh, He's in it the correct amount as far as I'm concerned for Billy Bob Thornton. Um,
1: (laughs) He's just like an underhanded shot of Billy Bob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's fine. He's fine. You know, I just, I I don't know. Like, I I don't know if I ever need to watch a movie with him leading.
1: I just don't know. Like, if you told that to him to his face, like, do you think, I feel like he'd be more insulted than if you just told him he was bad.
0: Uh... (laughs) No, 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 no. I disagree. I, I think he's he's go- a good actor. Yeah. Um. But I don't know if he should lead a film. I think it's my point. Sure. Um. So, or at least not now. Not at this point in his career. I think right. he needs to be, uh, uh, you know, a side character. Right. And that's fine. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And maybe if I was justifying it to him to his face, yeah, he would be more insulted. Now that I'm saying this and hearing how it sounds. Um, anyway, the, the talent's all great. Um, the Russell brothers clearly know how to put together some type of film. Um, the problem is, is that film is kind of the same type. My understanding was following uh, uh, the Avengers, they their first film they did was called Cherry, yeah. which is based on a book uh, about a Marine uh, who has PTSD, and he starts robbing banks uh, because he has a drug problem. Okay. Um, anyway, played by Tom Holland. Apparently, the movie sucks. Um, I haven't seen it myself um, and so I was hoping that, you know, that's it's just a one-off. Um, the gray man is fine. It is definitely better than what my understanding is. Uh, cherry, like it's better than cherry was yeah. as far as critics. And as far as the things I've heard is, are concerned. Um, but it is just a okay movie, you know, like there's again, there's some, some bits that are fun. I found myself gravitating to looking at my phone because oh, I was bored. Sign. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I, you know, started making plans with people instead of just watching the movie. Um, there is a probably... or did the movie influenced you to make plans. <laughs> it did not. It did not. The plans were sort of already already in a little bit of progress, but, um, uh, but it's it's tough. There's a giant CGI filled, um, action scene in Prague at one point, and that is just sort of a disaster. Um, th- there's too much going on um the cgi is fairly good as far as i can tell um uh typically i'm not one that notices bad cgi but the fact is is there's multiple points where i don't know what's going on um and and it's because everything's sort of a mess right uh and and that's a problem so you know it doesn't matter how good your cgi is if you don't if a viewer can't figure out who's punching who or who's shooting who or where people are are there's a problem right um so given that the presided over uh two of the biggest action films of all time um it's shocking that they can't pull off an action sequence like this now granted it's a fairly large action action sequence there's um uh, multiple locations there's uh set pieces all the way through it there at one point it involves ryan gosling on a on a um tram uh like a streetcar, basically you know um and and shooting people in there um uh, on all different levels. On top of it, laying on the ground in it, you know, standing normally. Yeah. it's th- th- There's a lot of it's fluid intricate. movement. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot going on. Um, there's a few buildings that get toppled and their debris is actively in the scenes. You yeah, know, yeah. like you think of Avengers and in some cases like, like Punch a building, but it's kind of just like environmental destruction for the sake sure. of it. Like he doesn't really have any consequences, but this all did. So then there's a lot going on, but you don't know what's going on. And eventually, it just kind of becomes like a mess. Yeah, um, maybe it needs uh, fifty more semi funny people involved. Yeah, that's probably what it needs. <laughs> no, like it—it's it, strange. Um, and I think that some of the the um, the good sides of, of Avengers are, uh, or or especially what the Russos did is they would take little teams of them. So they started in Civil War, where they would focus on. Um, On interactions of two or three Um, and so instead of it being let's look at all 16 of these guys punching each other all at once they would focus on smaller groups and that let the character shine and uh, but you also still had an idea of what everyone was doing or you didn't need to have an idea where everyone was doing because it didn't exactly matter you're able to flip between the groups and get an idea of the battle as a whole but you don't actually need to watch Captain America from this moment to this moment you you just need to check in with them a couple times yeah. and see the progress. Well, in this case, they have to actually track the progress of Ryan Gosling's character, and I think they again lose some of it in in mm. the, in the process there. Right. Um. So again, it's fine. And you I know? wonder
1: if that's on purpose. Honestly, like it being it, fine. Yeah. Like in this day and age, I wonder if, if if stream services are looking for things for people to just sit. And, you know, I, I hate the term, I hate the term when people were like, no, man, just go to the theater and turn your brain off. Like, I, that's not how I watch movies. Totally. So I struggle with that phrase, but I know that that it's kind of, the, it is one of the reasons people watch movies. Yep. Especially, that's why some movies make money. So I wonder if there's a, an actual directive from something like Netflix to be like, yo, I just want a bunch of big name guys, and I but I want just a paint by numbers movie so people can just turn on and just be a whole...
0: Well, and so that's something I've definitely heard a lot of people talk about with Netflix, is they'll they'll recommend a particular show to me or a particular movie and they'll say, Yeah, I'll just leave it on and do other things. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. But yep. that f- fulfills what you're you're talking about there. Yeah. It's a paint by numbers thing. And and that's definitely the impression I get sure. with this movie. Um, there is, again, some stuff that's pretty fun in it. Um, but it's it's not a movie that I would outright recommend to anyone. You know, I'm sure that lots of people are going to watch it. And I think that's the other thing that kept hitting me was The fact is, uh, regardless of whether this movie is a good film, Uh um, uh, Netflix has a winning formula here. They shove a bunch of people that already have name recognition and that people are going to watch alongside the names of directors who have put together the biggest movies of all time. Uh, So, yeah, that's another slam dunk with a premise that is very easy to follow. Yeah. Um, that we've seen before yeah. you know Ryan Gosling is a uh is a secret agent basically whose name has been erased from the books yeah. he gets pulled out of uh prison by Billy Bob Thornton at the start of the film um and oh it turns out he has a heart of gold you know <laughs> like and it's uh they even throw a kid in there that's in danger uh you know like oh, it, all it's, the tropes oh yeah and it's it's just it's fine yeah it's fine and, yeah
1: and, and in this day and age I think just there's nothing wrong with going out of your way to make comfort watches? Do,
0: um, I don't know if I would totally say there's nothing wrong with it. I, I have a bit of an issue with it, considering the fact that these guys are supposed to be artists. And the fact is, is um, th- there is people that can put together comfort watches. You know, I, I, I think that, I'd like to think the Russell brothers can do more than this. And I, But they um, haven't really shown it yet. Well, so my argument is Winter Soldier is better than this. For sure. Um, And I think there's more heart in that. I think Endgame is better than this. There's more heart in that. Now, granted, both of those are part of an established franchise, an established universe, Mm -hmm. and those characters have been built up in a particular way leading up to those films. So maybe the heavy lifting was done for them. I would choose to think that the heavy lifting wasn't done in the case of Captain America. Um, I don't think that first Captain America film does enough of a job building up the relationships that the Russell brothers focus on as his arc continues. Um, uh, but it is a foundation. Uh, so there is something there. Um, again, I guess my argument is, is I, I know they can be better than this. Um, now again, they're having a good time. I, I don't, I can't argue with, with creatives going out, deciding to make something loud and dumb and fun. Uh, and they just, what's
1: the, uh, do what's it. The, the Ben Affleck uh, saying, uh, one for me and one for the, two for them.
0: I don't think that's just...
1: Uh, it's not just a Ben Affleck. That, that's like a no. Hollywood thing. Uh, ben you know? Affleck is more like one for him and then five for
0: them. Yeah. Well, and there's, <laughs> there's a lot of that, you know? And yeah. um, I, I get it. I understand. You know, I, Ethan Hawk recently said something about him doing Moon Knight. And he thought of what? Um, oh, God. I can't remember who it is. Uh, Paul Newman had said. Yeah. Um, about, you know, I still need to put food on the table or something. There's a famous Michael Caine quote uh that they he was asked about a movie and i can't remember even what movie it was um uh, but he said oh the movie sucked uh uh but the house is great uh because he did it for the paycheck and i get it i like, i understand i absolutely do and I was again gonna talk shit about inception <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> um but I, I i do think these people are are, are better than that sure. and they already did sherry which was not well received. Yeah, they're doing this. Like, what's what's the next steps, guys? Aren't they involved in the Dungeons and Dragons movie in some
1: point, in some way, shape, or form? Uh, this thought, would be the first time hearing I thought of they it. Were producing it. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I, I give people uh, way more slack when it comes to the producer credits? Credits, yeah. credits. Um, in particular, I think it's because my favorite director is Del Toro, and Del Toro produces a lot of garbage. Sure. Um, uh, but I, you know, they aren't the creatives. I I think it's important. In, In Hollywood, when you do make it big to pay it forward a bit, you know, and use a producer credit and do your job as a producer to make sure that, um, do you help, help the other guys, help the small guys, you know, I get it. Absolutely. Don't have a problem with that. Um, so I'm not going to rag on them for that, but you know, frankly, again, they, they directed infinity war and end game biggest movies of all time. Netflix was going to sign off on whatever they gave them. And why did they give them this? You know, I'm like. And yeah. it's
1: gonna and and yeah to your point it's I mean it's going to be successful in spite of itself.
0: Yep, absolutely, it right. Um, you know, like it, it. reminds me of I didn't even watch it, but Red Notice, the um, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, I Dwayne Johnson. It, I, I, just, I just avoided it. Well, but I think it's it's Netflix's most popular movie of all time. Of course it is. Um, it? But exactly, like it's a it's a formula, and it is it was always going to be killer because those people are reliable to yeah. do the exact thing they're good at. So uh, and how many of these types of
1: movies before we get to rag on Netflix for a formula or can we do it now?
0: Um, we probably can now like Netflix, the, the the brilliance of Netflix is they want to be a streaming service for everyone. So they put out content for everyone and that's fine. You know, I, so I don't even have an issue with them as a company for basically targeting people like what people like. I understand the fact that not everyone is going to go watch Marcel the shell Mm -hmm. versus watching the gray man. Yeah, totally get it. Um, and so I can't blame Netflix for taking advantage of yeah. some of that, but I can sit here and blame the Russell brothers for, you know, I, I, I don't know if i call it selling out because they already sold out yeah. to Marvel. Um, but for, for not doing something with more creative integrity, you know, like you have the platform to do it. Sure. Take a risk guys, do something, you know? Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, like, I, I, I'm i probably harping on it too much. No, um, I think it's,
1: I think it's, I think it's a nice thing to do, uh, especially, you know, a, a couple months down the line, we can revisit and be like, hey, man, you were right. Like, these are the things that could have happened. And, you know, maybe this is why Netflix is losing subscribers as fast as they are beyond the price point, you know, or, or let's in a couple months. I mean, we are filming this on the Saturday of San Diego Comic-Con. Correct. Uh Currently, or at least in a couple hours, Marvel Studios is about to take the stage. Right. Uh, rumors abound that the Russos are coming back uh, and that Gosling is going to be involved at some point. So I wonder if there's something to be said there about this partnership. Yeah. And who knows? Right? Like I, said, I, I could like, see it. If, if this was a backdoor way of testing that chemistry out or whatever it is, whatever it might be, who knows? Or at the end of the day, it's just Netflix threw $100 million at this thing hoping to make back three hundred million dollars.
0: Yep, and they will again. Yeah. Like it, it, it is a, a guarantee at this point. Really. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and again, if it really comes down to it, the Russos have decided. Russos, Russos, Russos. They're I say go... Russo. Yeah, okay. Um. I've but, been switching,
1: but I but I've heard both.
0: Okay. Um. If they decide they want to be, uh, the the team for Marvel, totally fine. Yeah. You know what? Go nuts, guys. If this yeah. is what you want to do. Absolutely, you guys manage what to do that really at, well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and you know, like I get it. I I understand. You know, working a day job and not being, uh, like it, it not being the most thing, the thing you're most passionate about, right? Yeah. Um, not being your end all and be all. Um, uh, so totally, I yeah. understand getting a paycheck, guys. No worries at all. Um, and I would give them a little bit more slack then if the gray man is their vacation from. Doing Marvel stuff, sure. you know, so it's less hectic, it's less crazy, it's less demanding than an Avengers film is going to be. Yeah. If that's what it is, absolutely, all the power to you guys. Um, but if the plan is to walk away from Marvel and not go back, and you need to see something, we need to. They need to start doing things that are going to be, um, creatively compelling. Uh, yeah. not only for an audience, but obviously for them. And maybe they are.
1: Does it? But... Does it? Does it take away from the previous work? If. if... Five years down the line, and we look at this, and this is it. This is this is the movie they make. This is the, this is the type of movie they make all the time.
0: Not at all, in my opinion. Um, uh, I I understand that thought, yeah. um, and I think that for future generations, you know, if if the Russells keep making these films, saying, "Oh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier is one of the best MCU movies of all time." Yeah. Um, it was directed by the Russell brothers. Yeah, I understand that someone in the future, having watched four or five of these movies, will be like, oh, it's the same stuff. And then they'll watch Winter Soldier and won't enjoy it as much. Yeah. Now, but it does matter. The context of the fact is, is it came out first. So if that's their template, if that's what they did, and then they're going to keep doing that, which I don't think they are by any means. Um, But if that was the case, I don't think it takes away from the success and, and how well that film is made. Right. Anyway. I I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, again, props to Netflix as a business. Absolutely, you guys did a great job. Right. Um, uh props to Ryan Gosling and to Chris Evans and to Amanda Armas for having a good time making this film sure. and for not treating it as anything more than it needed to be. Yeah. Um, and hey, if you love it, you love it. You know, props to the people that are enjoying it. Absolutely, go nuts. Um, and just I just wish these people did more. Yeah. You know. Uh... Um, that's our episode
1: on artistic integrity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Um, yeah. So now that I'm depressed, uh, I want to talk about Marcel the again. Is that okay? Can, yeah, I, can do it. I just, just to turn it around back like, to just, that? Let's
1: just make a hard U-turn. Like, is there
0: anything else you want to talk about before I finish the episode with Marcel the Because that's what I want to do.
1: Uh, no, go for it.
0: Okay. um, we talked about it earlier, obviously. It's still delightful. It's still extremely charming. I wanted to talk about, uh, for a second, you mentioned how Marcel creates a world and we're shoved into this world yeah. and there's not a lot of world building. Um, I would disagree with that slightly just because I. one thing I, I loved is the all of the innovativeness when it comes to um, the tools and... Sure. Uh, um yeah tools that marcel uses yeah. to traverse his world and to navigate uh, and like and to solve problems <laughs> i guess
1: yeah um, and, I, and i guess i maybe i worded that wrong it's not like there's not world building it just feels like everything makes so much sense that you don't you don't have to do any work to stretch your oh, yeah. to like, stretch your imagination or any of that sense it just you look at it it works and you're like
0: yeah yeah You're in. I'm in. I, you know, there's, Um, there's been plenty of other little people movies, uh, you know, like Honey, I Trunk the Kids or Stuart Little kind of stuff, you know, where you see a smaller being acting like people and having to interact with this world. Um, and I don't even know exactly what it is uh, or what film it is. I don't even have a specific example, but I know there has been a number where, um, there'll be like some sort of like elevator contraption and the little person gets in they flip a switch and then things happen without, yeah. The audience's knowledge, and it's just like, oh man, that is very complex. Considering that it appears to be made out of Lego, <laughs> um, uh, but there's none of that with Marcel. Like oh. the things that uh, Marcel uses, the tools and inventions and stuff, stuff, are all practical, and you see all of it. Yeah. So, and I, I thought that was really cool too, is that it did never feel like there was magic behind the scenes or something. You know, um, that it was uh, that everything they were doing is uh makes sense in in the context of the film makes sense in the context of yeah. of this uh person yeah. outside of the fact that there is a few things where i'm like well you probably need hands for that and you don't have hands <laughs> um so now granted you can sort of explain that away by the human that is there yeah what just did that little piece for them or did whatever yeah um but uh, I loved all the little extra stuff um, and then the the way the world interacts with Marcel so there's um, uh, I I know there's spiders I assume they're tarantulas but I don't actually know but there's spiders we see multiple yeah, times yeah, yeah. and they don't really do much in terms of the no. film um, they're but like you, spectators yeah but you see sort of the way that okay well hold on Marcel would have to interact with other things as well yeah. um, we see Marcel interact with a squirrel. I think yeah, it's a squirrel. It's a squirrel. Um, and and the danger that potentially presents. Uh, we see Marcel interact with the dog, and again, the danger and the potential concerns of any of that. And um, and I thought a lot of that was really, really, really well done. Um, I mean, the whole thing again yeah. because again, like all that weird practical stuff you're talking about, like
1: if you went out and tried to build it, you could. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. There's nothing out of the ordinary, nothing fantastical about it. Sure. It's uh, I I was thinking about the Flintstones. And how they have uh, those, when they have the animals, the dinosaurs take care and do something. Oh, sure. And it's like the bird becomes the record player. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's that. It's a weird comparison, but it is that. Because it, it it is a lot of weird stuff happening. But it's done so well that you don't question it. And you immediately just, the common sense. Yeah. Moves. And it's a, it's kind of a magical thing. Cause it's, Absolutely. Uh, within, I guess within 10 minutes, you stop questioning everything about the movie. Totally. And, and you're just living it and I don't know if it's because of the way it's filmed with the documentary style, but you you do feel like Dean. Yeah. Uh, which is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of documentary style stuff, you still feel like you're watching a documentary. And I don't know how they mm-hmm. pulled that off or how they made me feel that way, but it is incredible.
0: I think one of the big things is there's no voiceover. Uh, so it doesn't feel like there's a disembodied yeah. element to it that's sort of explaining the world sure. to you. Um, and that's... Uh, in a lot of cases, I find Dean reacts in a way that I sort of, I would, um, that, you know, he's making a film about Marcel and Marcel's like, why don't you want to answer questions? And Dean's like, well, it's not about me or, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't like my voice. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, those are normal human things. Like that's probably <laughs> yeah. how I'd react if I was talking to an anthropomorphic shell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they, they concentrate on the right things. I yeah, think. Um, awesome. and yeah, anyway, Definitely go see Marcel shell if you are a fan of the Russos, a fan of uh, of Chris Evans and of Ryan Gosling. Do yourself a favor and don't watch The Gray Man. Just um, watch Friday Night Lights instead. No, don't do that <laughs> either. Ugh. Um, it's great, <laughs> but you know, again, no shade. Truly, if you watch The Gray Man and enjoy it, absolutely. A shade. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like, my wife enjoyed it. Had a great time. But she also... Oh, oh
1: the bar is so low. Oh,
0: yeah. She, she likes a lot of things. And that's fine. It's totally good to like things. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to be upset. Go On, like on camera, things. at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like all the things you want. You know. Just
1: just accept, you know, accept the fact that you can get bagged on.
0: Yeah, just don't tell me about it. <laughs> um... Yeah, that finishes off our A24 month. Uh, Hopefully, this was a decent goodbye. Uh, And uh, Ian, if you are still watching up until this point, uh, we did some A24 content. You're welcome. Uh, A whole month. You did
1: this for Ian? Well, partially. Um. Partially.
0: So, uh, you know. Don't say I never did anything for you. (laughs)